0: This episode is brought to you by HP. When you're working apart from your team, feeling connected can be a challenge. Presenting HP Presence, a
1: more thoughtful human collaboration technology. With enhanced audio and video features, you can experience more genuine collaboration and feel more connected. Be in the room from any room with HP Presence. Learn more at hp.com forward slash presence.
2: This episode is brought to you by the NHL on TNT. When it comes to hockey, the Stanley Cup playoffs are built different. Experience the intensity and insanity on the ice and off it, starting May 5th on TNT and TBS. Get ready for seven game rounds of knockdowns, drag outs, pressure, and agony as teams go head to head without ever letting up. The Stanley Cup playoffs are known for more than just a few cracked ribs and black eyes. Pushing through pain is the name of the game. With so much edge-of-your-seat action, you'll refuse to shave or change your sweater. Don't say we didn't warn you. Ready to feel the rush? Watch the Stanley Cup
0: playoffs beginning May 5th on TNT and TBS.
3: Out way go go! grab a glass of whiskey, sit back, and relax to our soothing voices. We talk about fly fishing, hunting, conservation, and all things outdoors. I'm your host, Landon. And I'm your co-host, Zach. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Cliff's not
1: here, so I don't know what to do. No, the intro is going to be thrown off until we... We'll find yeah. something, though.
3: Yeah, we'll find something. What I want to do, and I want to know what our listeners think, uh-huh. is I want to have a voiceover, like, play an intro, this is the same every week, Yep. to our music. I was thinking Morgan Freeman's voice Yep. saying something inspirational about, like, sitting down, fill up your glass with bourbon, you know, sit down at the table, tie some flies, as we update you on everything going on in the world of fly fishing, hunting, conservation. Yeah. You know, something along those lines. Like, we could write out, like, a nice script. We can just pay, like, what, we made, like, you Know a little bit of money at Trout Fest, like we could just throw all that money at Morgan Freeman and there see if go. he'll do a voiceover. Hey, hey, you know, this is, all, this is everything that we would got. be worth every penny we made this at Trout Fest.
1: Everything we got, can you do it? Yeah, yeah, either that or like the Ford commercial guy, you know.
3: Oh, the Ford commercial, you know, guy. he's gonna talk about is yeah. like, have you ever been in the <laughs> backseat of <laughs> 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 You know, it's just like, what have you ever been listening to a podcast where they talk about hunting and fishing? Well, buckle up. <laughs> exactly. Grab your drinks. Grab your drinks. Grab your headphones and sit down. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. That, see, that yeah. that would be a good one yeah. too. Yeah, We need to get that. Yeah, we need like a strong like.
1: All right, just a way to really set it in motion. Yeah. And get it going.
3: We need that like deep like yeah, yeah. That, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that. I, like I think it. we need to we need to do that. I
1: like it. Uh, it's funny we sat here and we talked for like two hours before recording. And it's slow. It's getting colder. It, is, getting it colder. is. I'm like you're in a short sleeve like, We not sat out here. It.
3: Uh, yeah, you guys missed out. Me and Zach have been just like chit chatting about everything. About every like every rule that we have for the podcast we're not allowed to talk about <laughs> was said. our conversation before <laughs> the podcast. And I know you guys are like itching, like, oh, what rules do they have for the podcast? And what were you guys talking about? Yeah,
1: yeah. a lot of politics. A lot of politics. Yeah, it's like that's like the biggest one.
3: I think the biggest takeaway though. Is that me and Zach disagree on a lot, and maybe uh, this is all I'm going to say on it. But me and Zach disagree on a lot. We find a lot of middle ground, uh, but we can sit down and have a two-hour conversation, and neither one of our feelings are hurt when we go home, no. and we're still great friends. Yeah,
1: and not even like voices didn't even get raised or anything. It's no, just, voices didn't get raised. Zach no.
3: brought something up, you know. I brought something up. You
1: sit and think about it. You sit and, you're I like, yeah, and it's think about point.
3: it, and I'm like, ah, you know, maybe I can't stretch it that far, but you know, I could meet here and right. like, kind of see that. And uh, you know, I think in the world today, those are the conversations that are needed. Right. Those are the important ones. Those not the Twitter ones. Not the Twitter ones. Or Reddit or uh uh well Facebook. Ever since I started TikTok, all that I see is inappropriate stuff anymore. Anyway, <laughs> which yeah. is stupid. That's all it's on TikTok. I don't want to see people dancing. No. No. I wanna see uh hilarious comedians. Honestly, that's like the best thing about TikTok yeah. I found.
1: See, that's why I like the reels. I feel like the the, the cream of the crop from TikTok Makes it over to Instagram Reels. You yeah, know?
3: yeah. Instagram And you'll see the TikTok logo on a lot of Instagram Reels. Yeah,
1: and I'm like, okay, so this did well over there, so they brought it over here. Yeah,
3: yeah. No, I agree. And then there's YouTube Shorts, too. How uh, are those? Are those pretty, like, are those, like,
1: new content, or is it content from TikTok and Reels being brought over?
3: <laughs> Honestly, I'm using it for, like, I will make an Instagram Reel. Then I will post it to TikTok. And mm-hmm. then I will post that same reel to YouTube Shorts, and I will not change a thing about it. Yeah. I'm just, like, it just hits all, like... Hits them all. Like the reality, guys, of what we do here at Honey Hole Hangout is that I work a full-time job mm-hmm. that is sometimes way more than full-time. Mm-hmm. Zach works a full-time job that is definitely more than full-time. Mm-hmm. We record once a week, and in between that, if we can get something out on Instagram... It's usually like medium effort because that's all we have to give, <laughs> and then that same thing is being shared on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube because yes. it's the easiest that's thing the to way. do.
1: Hey, so you know what? If you see it more than once,
3: just like it more. Also, than once. we have a TikTok and we only have like <laughs> two followers. I think we have fourteen. <laughs> yeah. So hey, you
1: know what? That might be strong. Right, what's what's the average? Is it is it like Twitter? Or if you have like more than like ten people, you're doing great.
3: Uh, I don't know. Like TikTok, they have so many followers. Yeah. Like that TikTok account. That I was showing you of the guy he has uh, like ten million. Ten million. All of his videos are. I just like every time his video pops up, I'm like, yes, <laughs> Get him. yes. This is, this is like entertaining. <laughs> and when his and it's him and his wife, and they do like pro marriage tips, but they're like uh, subtly digging at each other. Yeah, and, it was great. It and was great. the wife it was will funny. do them, and like she'll be like, um, pro marriage tip: when you send your husband to the grocery store. Uh, you know make sure to give him a list so he doesn't forget anything and if you don't want him to call you while you're gone then uh, print out pictures of the actual <laughs> items that you need to buy yeah. so then she holds up like this like picture book of the, <laughs> <laughs> of the grocery list
1: okay but like really though <laughs> like before H-E-B curbside like that's how it was like I would yeah. go for Kindle and I would end up calling her and be like, hey, they have, like, three different types of, like, meltable cheese. Which one did you want? And what size do you want it in? You know? Yeah.
3: Like, everything. There's so many options. Yeah. Just make it easy. One thing, uh, one time I remember, McKenna sent me on a grocery run. And she sent a list out. And it was kind of like, just like a text message list. So it's not like one line item. It was like item, comma, item, comma, item, yep. comma, item. Well. She sent, and I can't remember what the item was, but the combined item could also be bought as two separate individual items Uh that were not at all related to the combined Uh item. It would be like, uh, uh, it would be the equivalent. Well, you know, it would be the equivalent of like McKenna wanted me to buy a box of like macaroni and cheese, like Velveeta macaroni and cheese, where you just like everything's in the box, it's ready to go. But instead. I went and bought some, like, random noodles, and then I went and bought, like, cheese that didn't really apply to make macaroni and cheese. Right. Like, and you bought macaroni. She wanted, she needed the combined item, and then, like, the two items I bought, like, could not get to what <laughs> she needed. Could not be needed. what she needed, yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, yeah maybe the picture thing is a good idea.
1: Honestly, I'm, I'm all for pictures, you know,
3: making it easy. Yeah, yeah. Wives make it easy on us. Everything, Give us the pictures. Yeah. Hey,
1: pictures make everything easy for yeah. everybody.
3: Yeah. You know. I like a picture book. Me too. It's worth a thousand words. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Go follow us on TikTok. Also, join our Discord. It's been pretty active, actually. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, it has been fun.
1: Especially over Trout Fest weekend, like everyone was, you know,
3: into it. Yeah. It's cool. We were told that we needed to advertise that more by the people that are already in there because it could grow into something really cool. Oh yeah. If uh, we get some more people to join, so the link will be in the podcast description. Yeah, and it's so popular
1: now that we have rules.
3: Yeah, I made some rules. <laughs> yeah. I felt like it was a safe. I felt like it was a safe bet. And then someone was like, "Do I need to delete all my old posts?" Like, you yeah, didn't really break any rules. It's just like, let's you know, let's keep it on topic. I'll like,
1: tell you what. This is the starting line. You know, yeah, this this the, is the starting rules line. is the new starting yeah.
3: line. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's a reason we have rules for the podcast. Like, you know, we want this podcast to be a place for you guys. Like crap's crazy in the world. Mm-hmm. And we feel like we talk about fun stuff. Sometimes we talk about conservation issues or like stuff that's pretty heavy, but it's on topic for what our brand is. Right. And we want you guys to be able to be like, okay, here's an hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours, depending on what happens. Yeah. Uh, where I can, you know, sit back, relax, and, you know, I can kind of escape all the craziness that's going on in the world. And I feel like that rule should also apply to Discord. If you yeah. want to like like talk about politics on our Discord, uh-uh. you, you just go to Facebook. It's there already. Yeah, exactly. You participate there. Right. Yell yeah. at somebody else. You know, yeah. There. So come on here. Actually, you know, there's actually been a lot of helpfulness. I was, uh, that we have an archery, you know, community, uh, chat room. It's kind of hard to explain unless you like see what Discord we is. We have,
1: we have a chat room, uh, specifically geared towards archery towards archery so like
3: you can go you can join our discord and then you can go to the archery room and all the conversations there are going to be only about archery and so we have people like asking archery questions and like one guy was like i used to be a bow tech you know i can help out and there's like a lot of like cool community stuff going on there so if you guys are already on discord and uh uh having a good time we appreciate it and if that's something that sounds interesting to you Link is in the description, and you can get it as an app on your phone, or you can use it on your computer.
1: And it's a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, it's fun. Uh, So speaking of things that are fun, we're drinking whiskey. We are drinking, yep. So uh, this is from Gabe. Whiskey. Yes,
1: Gabe, thank Gabe you. Gabe, like,
3: hooked us up again. He did, in five.
1: However, uh, I love the fact they gave us the tester bottles, because, like, there's no question if we can finish it, you know.
3: Oh yeah, like we're not gonna accidentally drink a bottle. Right, like
1: he, yeah, it's like, hey, this is yours. This and we yours. actually
3: gave him. He's given us probably like twenty tester bottles. Oh yeah, at least we're on episode eighty. Yeah, I'd say at least twenty tester bottles. Yes. And we finally gave him one. We did. Although that whiskey is very rare and totally worth it, yes. but uh, not equal to the twenty tester <laughs> no. bottles that, plus the store pick bottle of Blantons that <laughs> accidentally got drank. Yeah. Uh. But, again, Gabe, thank you. He was actually going to come hang out with us tonight. Oh, he was? Uh, but he had, uh, uh, you know, his wife gave him a list of some stuff he had to do. And It was a picture list. It was a picture list. Oh, no, I I yeah, I he, don't, he don't think He probably so. knocked that out fast then. It was a picture list, and so he's like, hey, you know, I was pre-committed, so I'm going to have to withdraw. Yeah. But next week I'll join you guys. Oh, nice. So yeah, Gabe's going to be with us next week. Um the way that our shows are going to be going for a couple weeks is going to be different because we went to Trout Fest. Yes, we did. Which we're going to talk about. Uh, we recorded like five or six interviews. You guys have already heard one of them. Mm-hmm. Actually, at this point, you would have heard two of them. Yep. So you heard the one with uh, Benny and Lucas about mm-hmm. the issues going on the Everglades. Very good podcast yeah, episode. Great episode. You guys need to go listen to it. Fantastic. I am pumped. I'm still pumped after that episode. Uh, And then, uh, uh, so But but basically what we're doing is uh, we were at Trout Fest, and then coming up we're going to be at the Texas Fly Fishing and Brew Festival, and we're going to be interviewing people while we're there and then we're going to come back and do our regular pre-show and then just, like, tag the interview on the back end of this. Yeah, that way people we interview with at these shows um, don't have to commit to a full hour and a half. And we don't have to commit to a full hour and a half of the show because it's much easier to sit down with somebody for, like, 30 minutes. be Like, yeah. hey, let's knock out an interview And 30, find out just minutes. their story and what
1: they're doing
3: and, and all that kind of stuff. So, hey, whose interview is going to be on the back end of this episode to give a little teaser? So
1: Wild Ops was probably last week if I'm looking at the schedule right. Yeah, so, so,
3: yeah, we'll say Wild Ops was last week. Yep. And so we'll say that this week's episode is mm-hmm. Black Dog River yep. Guides. Yep. And also Foul Plains Outfitters.
1: Yep. They are a couple of it guys. Oh, man, I had so much fun talking we, with we them.
3: Taught, we taught college football, but f- with someone who actually played college football. Yes,
1: it was so cool to have somebody <laughs> who was actually on the tech team. Yep. Uh, All Red Raiders. Yep. Yeah man, that was oh, that was so much fun.
3: Yeah. that was that was a good one. So, uh you guys will hear that in a little bit. Uh right now, we are drinking Barton 1792 Distillery. Yep. It is a store pick if I remember correctly from his label. Yep,
1: WB Store single barrel 2021. It is bottled, it bottled
3: in bond at 100 proof. So, uh exactly 100 proof. And uh, the store pick, what that means, if you guys aren't familiar, is that a uh, liquor store will buy a barrel. Yep, because they and, will, and they
1: taste these barrels individually and they're like, hey, this one has the notes we are looking for, so this is our barrel.
3: Yep, and so uh, a store pick barrel is kind of like a one-off unique barrel. Right. And so if you have a store pick, you know, bottle, that's probably not something that you're going to be able to find on the shelf ever again. Right. And it's going to be different than maybe what they traditionally do in their bottles. Yeah,
1: and even if that store picks another barrel the next year, it's probably going to be a little different. It's yeah. going to have different notes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did and you look up a bottle, bottle in bond mint? I for, completely forgot, and I haven't looked it up.
3: Um, No, but I will in a second. Okay. Um, the mash bill is undisclosed. Oh. It's marked as high rye and believed to be 15 to 25% rye. I totally get that.
1: I was thinking yeah. it, it tastes a little spicy.
3: Um... Oh, to be labeled bottled and bond, the whiskey must be the product of one distillation season Mm. and one distiller at a single distillery aged in a federally bonded warehouse under U.S. government supervision (laughs) for at least four years, and it must be bottled at exactly 100 proof. Huh. Okay. So
1: it's like adding more stipulations to bourbon, which is already a pretty strict product. Additionally...
3: The bottled and bond label must clearly identify the distillery where it was distilled and where it was bottled, if different. Cool. That is a stringent set of rules. Right.
1: But, you know, so many distilleries, especially when they're, like, just starting out, they will, will, you know, take several barrels— and they'll put them together, so, s- several barrels from different places even, you know. They'll buy a barrel from this company, and they'll mix a little bit with here, you know, or a little bit there, and kind of get the certain pl- profile. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they're saying everything came from them. And, um,
3: yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I definitely get the rye taste, though, on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, on the palate, rye spice mingles with caramel and vanilla, creating a flavor profile that's easily alluded to based on the aroma. Um it smells great. The rye spice and seasoned oak present themselves most prominently, overtaking the sweeter notes, which ultimately makes for a characteristically spicy sip. Yep. I totally get that.
1: It it's uh it still has a little bit of that sweetness from like a bourbon.
3: But definitely tastes the rye.
1: But it is. It is yeah, it is a spice yeah. and it kind of when well, my first few sips, I was like, is this a hot bourbon because like it almost has a feeling but it doesn't burn down your throat. It's just mm-hmm. like it lingers on your tongue, you know. Yep. Very good. Thank you, Gabe. Yes, thank you.
3: So let's talk about Trout Fest because we did that last weekend. Yeah, we did. Uh what did you think of of the event as far as like for us, Honey oh, Hole man. and for everything as a whole? For Honey Hole,
1: it was fantastic. I mean, we started this podcast once COVID happened and then there wasn't another Trout Fest in almost two years or in two years. And Getting to meet some of our listeners, getting to meet new people who are looking to get into the sport of fly fishing or who are looking for more information. Um, that was cool as far as Honey Hole went. Um and then just like Trout Fest is so much fun. Like yeah. it was that weekend that you look forward to every year because like it's kind of a big party, you know. Yeah. Like you're meeting people, you're you're talking with old friends, there's great drinks everywhere, which is definitely a big party. I of hate
3: that. to admit this, but There are people I forgot about that I saw at Trout Fest. And I was like, I know you. (laughs) Like, if I would have never seen them again, they would have never come into my memory again. (laughs) Did you ever feel that? Like, I met somebody. I won't say who, but I ran into somebody. So if you guys are listening and you ran into me for the first time for two years, it might be you. (laughs) (laughs) Landon probably forgot about you. (laughs) I ran into somebody. And uh, I was like, oh oh, my gosh, I haven't seen it in forever. And I was like, and then, like, this realization hit me. I was like, holy, you know, I was thinking about that later. I was like, man, it was really crazy seeing them because, the, you know, there's people that I haven't seen in a long time that I would expect to see at Trout Fest. Right.
1: You're um, kind of hoping.
3: You're like, oh, yeah, I hope I see them, especially I when I it's been them. a couple of years. But I was like, I ran into this person, like, oh, my gosh, I'm really glad I ran into you. This is awesome. Because uh, it's really good to see you, number one. And number two, I just totally forgot, you know, yeah. that you're in my circle of people that I know. And that's really cool.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I definitely agree. That that same kind of thing happened to me. I was like, oh, my gosh, you're here. I'm so glad you're here.
3: And then it's cool, too, like, you know, Honey Hole started just kind of like our friends listening. Yeah. You know. um, And then telling us how bad our podcast was. <laughs> <Yeah>. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we met people that I've never met before that are listening. Yes, and they're like, "Oh, you guys are the Honey Hill podcast. I listen to y'all." Yeah, the, yeah. People they were like up. surprised that we were there. Like, "Oh, you guys are here. Why do you listen to your podcast?" Yep. Like, "Oh, sweet." It was
1: great. That honestly, yeah. like, it, it was a pretty great feeling to have people who are like. I've never met you before. They'd be come be like, "I'm a listener," you know, like, "Oh, I've listened to I listened to you guys for you know for months
3: or for years yeah. or whatever,"
1: and um,
3: and I'm like, "Oh, you 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 hung on for the wild ride of the beginning, yeah, when our episodes were real bad,
1: <laughs> yeah, that was some tough ones early on, but um, no, it, it, honestly, it was awesome. It was a fantastic weekend. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know, I can't. It, it's always a fun weekend, but there was something special about being there yep. this year."
3: I've been looking at the podcast stats, and a lot of our really old episodes are getting views. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I hope they didn't start from square one. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: I hope they started. Hopefully, they're cherry picking based on uh, I, guests. I was know. like,
3: I really hope they started like here, like with at the at the time the episode was Bill Marshall's interview. Yeah, I was like, I really hope they started there, and then kind of went down, and then like picked what they wanted to listen to. I really don't hope they started with like episode
1: 1. Yeah, go back to
3: one. Oh, man.
1: I almost I want to go back to one and, and kind of like compare it to what it is now. You know. And
3: we thought we were so cool back then too. Oh yeah, I still uh. think I'm cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but yeah. And uh, then we're like,
3: oh, we had no idea what we were doing. We just got a oh, podcast board and sat down and started <coughs> started talking. Talking.
1: Yeah, we were like, well, you know.
3: And then over time you just get if you as you do stuff and it's just like anything. As you fly fish more, you shoot your bow more, you tie flies more. You sit down and podcast more, you get better at it.
0: Yeah,
3: It comes uh, nat- more natural. You know what not to do. You know what not to do. Like I like to uh, say, uh, like when I'm thinking and trying mm-hmm. to talk at the same time. So, uh, you know, going back and listening to episodes and I did that like a billion times, you mm-hmm. know, I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do that. I sound kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I need to go back and listen to those old
1: episodes though. Yeah,
3: yeah. Make myself feel good about where we're at now. <laughs> Question: Do you listen to episodes after they release? Uh, most of them, yeah. Most of them, yeah.
1: There's a couple where I'm like, eh, you know, I got, I got everything I needed when I was there. But for the most part, yeah, I really, I don't like oh, once really?
3: we record. I'm like, I was already. I've tried to like go back and listen to. I was like, you know, I was part of this conversation already. I don't need to, yeah. listen to it again. Um, I'm sure there will be a time though when we're glad. so far removed from some of those episodes that I do want to go back. Yeah. And listen.
1: I will say, it's it's funny, uh, actually kind of going off that, um, it, right now, at least for the last couple months, we've been on, like, a, we record Tuesday, it comes out the following Tuesday, yeah. so I haven't been listening to those as much. But when we're in a place where we record, and it comes out, like, two, maybe three weeks later, those I have an easier time listening to mm. because I'm like, oh, like, it kind of, it's like you said, it, it's kind of nice, actually, because, like, I am able to kind of remove myself a little bit from it because I don't remember fully what we talked about. I'm able to kind of like experience it as a as a listener, you know, mm-hmm. as an observer. So it, that's kind of neat. That's pretty neat.
3: Yeah, um, I had fun at the auction. Yeah, I oh, bid yeah. on some items. Yeah. So, you would do. you like to talk about our missed opportunities? Oh, prob- I guess we probably should. It <laughs> makes good content.
1: Yeah. Even though it's gonna haunt me till the day we die.
3: Is it gonna haunt you? I feel like you're not that upset about it. Yeah.
1: You know. Well, it's it's content. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um. I think I'm more upset than you. I think you're like, eh, whatever. But I was like, hey, you know what? We missed out. We on, did. Oh, like, yeah. No, we, we definitely We missed, missed out. out.
1: However, that other guy seemed like he was pretty set on going on that trip. So.
3: Oh. Well, at the very least, what we could have done is... Raise more money for GRT. Raise more money for GRT. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know what? We should have. Because yeah. if we would have bid, then we would have won, and great. And yeah. if we wouldn't have, and we could have seen that he was adamant, like we could have just like raised the price like one or two times and then backed out.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, okay, there was a three-day tarpon trip. A
3: three-day tarpon fishing trip. I don't remember who donated it. We could go back and look it up, but a mm-hmm. uh, three-day tarpon fishing trip. Uh, in Florida? In Florida. Yep. It wasn't the Keys. It was Everglades, I think. Yeah. And, and then what makes me more disappointed after our episode with Benny and Lucas, like, oh, man, I'm missing out like going been. to Florida oh, and am. doing the Everglades thing. Although I want to fish with Benny now, too. Like, we that's can, a yeah, see, we could, pri- we could, high priority.
1: They see, exactly. We, you know, how many times
3: do we go to the Everglades <laughs> to fish for tarpon? But basically, three days guided fishing. Yep. Tarpon and fisher. the price that it sold at was like. Sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred. So
1: less than two days, two full days.
3: Yeah. So basically, when me and Zach were like sitting there doing the math, it yeah. was like, okay, eight hundred bucks. That's a one day trip. That was how then much we'll get it three would. Three days worth of fishing for we'll one get day. Three days worth of fishing for one day. It's content. We could shoot YouTube videos. You know. And for we're the sitting podcast, there debating it, and, and also
1: like Kendall's there, and she's kind of the voice of reason. She's giving me the look like, "You do this if you really, really want to," but you know.
3: Yeah, you had a voice of reason there. I didn't. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, <laughs> it's a little
1: hard to be on the fly when it's you got a voice of reason right there. So.
3: So uh, yeah, so we were debating it and like almost at the point of agreement. And then, sold! Yeah,
1: right. As uh, Honestly, we were at that point where we were like, okay, let's do it. Let's and then it. he was like, sold. sold. And we were like, oh, okay.
3: We, sent, we spent too much time debating. So our plan for next year, our strategy for next year. Yes. Go to the live auction
1: trips, items.
3: For uh, pre-banquet, Zach and I are going to sit down. We're like, all right, we have this budget. Right. How much are we willing to go in on each of these trips? Right. Um... And uh, and then that way we're there we're in agreement. Then we can bid,
1: and we're good. And we're good. And we we're have in a agreement. Set. We don't have to worry about arguing while they're auctioning it off right then and there. <laughs>
3: Although you know what's funny, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to bid on the Patagonia trip," which Odom won again this year. Oh yeah. And then uh, I was like, "I'm going to at least throw a bid because I know this thing's going to get to like ten thousand dollars." Yeah. And I was thinking they were gonna start at like two or three thousand dollars. And I was just like gonna bid because I knew I was gonna be outbid. Yeah. And I wanted to say I didn't And I'd if you it.
1: win it for that, you win it for that, you know.
3: Yeah, if I won a six day Patagonia trip for three grand and I can get to take my wife, I don't think she's gonna be complaining.
1: No, I'd be selling everything I own to go.
3: <laughs> um Dude, I just, you know, work a couple weekends and, you know, You'd be good yeah, go. good to go. Yeah. So uh but they started the bidding at like six grand. I was like, nope. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> already I'm, I'm already out. I'm not participating. Yeah. There's this is a, too high there high is risk. a slight <laughs> chance that that would win. And yes. I'm not doing it. Nope. Nope. Not participating. I don't want that participation trophy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, the bill was six grand. Yeah,
3: so, man. did you hear about all the dog drama so at Trout I
1: heard a little bit about it. I saw a couple of posts um, that were shared in Discord.
3: And um, I'm not. Okay. I'm not going to share names. Yes. Because I don't really know the person. Right. Um, also, in full disclosure, one of our guys had a dog there. I'm not going to say who. If you were there, you know you know. Yeah. But <laughs> you're there, there, you're there. we we had a dog there-ish. Yeah. Um, but also, okay. So, okay. So, yeah, tell, he, tell, here, tell the Tell a quick deal. story,
1: and then I'll kind of share, like, why I think it, it, I can understand people's
3: uh, frustrations. So, uh, someone who was an exhibitor that was going to be tying flies for GRTU... Uh, went to go, like, to their booth and, like, start preparing to exhibit. And uh, they brought their dog. Well, dogs aren't allowed on Lazy-On-All property. Well, there was some back and forth and some issues. And basically, I don't know if they were asked to leave or they chose to leave because they couldn't do anything with their dog. But they ended up leaving for either a booth that they were invited to have or a booth that they paid for. That's not clear either. But they were, you know... Someone that was asked to be there mm-hmm. or paid to be there, right. one of the two, and they drove all the way out there and were told that they couldn't participate because their or their dog couldn't be there. Um, so they left, and then they have raised Cain ever since. Yeah. <laughs> um, and their argument is that GRTU did not advertise that dogs uh, were not allowed. Right. And so I've thought a lot about it. I talked with Cliff about it. Because um, you know, did, did Cliff ever tell you? Did he? Did they? Cliff had his dog there. I didn't know that was the rule. Or no. I would have told Cliff. You didn't know that was the rule. No one really knew that was the rule. No.
1: And and, and my my thought and is that
3: person actually talked to Cliff as they were leaving uh-huh. and told him, "Hey, you know, they're asking us to leave. You know, you might be careful with your dog because they're asking us to leave." Right. I don't remember exactly what Cliff said, but it was along those lines, like. They didn't give Cliff a hard time about having a dog, but they made it clear that, like, hey, uh, you know, they asked us they're, to leave. They're looking out dog. for dog. They're looking at a dog. Now, Cliff also has a suite set up for his dog. With and, air conditioning. With air conditioning, like, in a crate. So it's kind of, like, crazy. So Cliff could leave his dog in the truck, and it wouldn't be a problem. Right. Um, which I, I think is eventually what happened. Right. But um, anyway, it's 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 been blowing up. And I'm just kind of curious.
1: Is it getting more and more traction? So I saw like the initial stuff. I didn't know if people are actually. People
3: are still talking about it. And the meme pages have taken hold of it now. Right. Yeah. There's a couple meme pages that have uh, been pretty savage.
1: Yeah. Um, So my thought is, and I don't know if it was a rule two years ago or not, but a ton of people had dogs two years ago.
3: There um, were people that had dogs this year, they not, were. Just they were. not just Cliff. There were not. I saw, I saw probably five or six
1: dogs. Correct. And um, I don't know if that was the rule two years ago, but there was enough people two years ago to where I I totally thought dogs were perfectly fine. I thought they were welcome, like they wanted them mm-hmm. there, you know. And so much so that like Kendall was going to come on Saturday, and she ended up uh, showing up, but uh, she was like, "Hey, should I bring Dapple, our dog?" And I said, yeah, like, that would be great. I know a lot of other people bring their dogs, you know. She ended up not bringing him uh, for whatever reason. But, um, you know, I kind of see the frustration in GRC. Like, they did have it on their FAQ page. Yeah, but so- to be honest, though, when you've attended an event for four or five years – I, did you look at the FAQ page before Trout Fest? Actually,
3: yes. Really? I did because I did not because I'm assuming because it's the we same... were an exhibitor, right? And I'm on the page looking for information about running a booth, so it's a little bit. It's different. a little different.
1: If you, but if you didn't have a booth, would you have looked at the FAQ page if you had been there four years
3: in a row? Probably not. Probably not. Right. So honestly, if I'm going to the JRT, but to be fair too, if I'm going to the GRTU page, period, all I'm looking for is the exhibitor schedule, right? So, and that was a link to a different page. Yeah. And so I'm looking for the exhibitor schedule. So, am I really going to the page anyway? And apparently, the issue is that uh, I guess um, L&L had a dog bite lawsuit, and that's I, what, I totally get it. And as someone who kind of works in that industry, you know, something like that happens. Uh, no dogs are allowed anymore. I totally have no issue
1: with uh, companies. And property saying no dogs allowed. I I get it. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, you say no dog. I'm never showing up again. I, I get the reason why, mm-hmm. you know. But it's because pet owners, you know, they don't always not every their pet owner pets own, exactly. Not every pet owner, owner is the same, yeah. you know. Um, so I totally get it. I, it,
0: it, I it's, it's hard
1: in hindsight. It's hard to say what the expectation should have been. Should
3: um now to know, be fair, let me tell you where else I saw it. Uh huh. There were also signs on L&L property. Said oh yeah, no there
1: it was said no pets. Yeah, no they're, pets. they're everywhere. Um, uh, so but you show up and you have your dog, what are you going to do? You you drove an hour to get there, you know. You see other people walking around with dogs. What are you going to do?
3: Yeah. So there were signs um that said no pets around. And so yeah, I don't know. I've been thinking about like whose fault is it really? I think uh I think uh if I was uh assigning negligence because this is what I do for my daily job. Right. I, I determine if someone is negligent in a car accident. Right. We'll, we'll just say that. If I was determining who is negligent, uh, I would apply equal negligence to all three parties. I would say the dog owner has a responsibility a no. to know. To know. And there were signs posted. Yeah, and, it's, and, it, and and it was on the FAQ page. And a property has a right to change the rule day to day. That's correct. I, I get it. I would say that L and L needs to advertise more clearly that no dogs are allowed, because although they did have signs, the signs were weak sauce. Yeah, and I don't think the signs would hold up. Like the signs, a sign needs to be clearly visible, and and like to, a, even a, though a it was
1: a bright yellow sign, that was the size of a dinner plate. I did not read it until after I was already told that pets weren't allowed. Yeah. I was like, are "That there was signs? me too." And I, I was like, I did, "Oh, there are signs. There are I,
3: very clear signs." I didn't see this. Like I said, I didn't see the signs until I was looking for them. I right. think that is a thing of they have a responsibility to. Uh, they have a responsibility to make the signs very clear. Right, and then GRTU, uh, they're having an event there. They did post that no dogs were allowed on the FAQ. I don't think though that. GRTU thought that this would be an issue. No. If I was on the board and I was like trying to build a website for Trout Fest, if I was putting an event on, yeah, and the venue had no dogs allowed, it would not be at the top of the list of things I'm trying to get across to people. No. I'm trying to get the speaker schedule. Yep. I'm trying to get the important information that people are coming to get there. For and sure. then, uh, you know, the rules of the property. And so uh, I think that there is, uh, I, I think there's kind of a little bit of responsibility on all parties. Um, the dog owner, if you're really concerned and you really do take your dog everywhere and it's that big of a deal, um, maybe you should have a little bit more... Because do, dog owners are good at looking into places that allow mm-hmm. dog, dogs and calling ahead. And I think there is a little bit of responsibility there if you do take your dog everywhere to uh, to clear that. So I'm I'm going to say... Equal ne- negligence to all three parties. I get that. Everyone's a little I responsible. Do. A little responsible.
1: Right. Everyone could have done something a little bit different. especially A little a, bit better.
3: I, I'd be curious to know when this
1: rule went into effect. If the last time we had a, a Trout Fest, if the rule was in place then too and it just wasn't mm-hmm. an issue. you know, um, I'd be curious to know. But, yeah, I'm surprised it became an issue. However, it's got me really thinking. And if we plan on doing an event any time in the future we definitely need to make sure that we confirm and get that information out there.
3: Yeah. Um, but if it's not, honestly, though, man, if it's not that, it's somebody else. And let, let's let's be honest here. Uh, I feel like there was an overreaction. Oh, yeah. An overreaction to being kicked off the property for no dogs. And it, it sounds uh, like they weren't actually kicked. They were just asked to put their dog somewhere else. I, I don't know. I wasn't there for that conversation, so I won't say. But, like, honestly, like... It, like, we may do an event like the Iron Fly, which we're still trying to plan. Right. Uh, we may do an event, and, you know, we may, like, oh, you know, they had this situation with dogs, but, you know, and, but we don't think about something else, like someone's gluten allergy or, like, you know, uh, right. some other issue that have... doesn't even cross our mind. And right. then someone blows up because we weren't, uh, you know, we didn't accommodate we that situation or yeah. transparent in what was going on. Yeah. Or maybe like we create the rules for the iron fly that aren't clear and someone loses. And, you know, it's like if it's not the dog thing, it's something else. And if someone gets mad, they're going to get mad. Right. So it's always something. It's yeah. going to be something. I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to stick with that. I think everybody has a little bit of responsibility. Yeah. I like there. that. I agree. Yeah. You know, sure. 33, per- 33 and a third percent to each. Yep. I like it all equally all equally negligent. Um, anything else at Trout Fest? Man, we met some great people, and we're excited about the interviews oh, that man. we have for you guys. Like all the interviews we recorded at Trout Fest are fire. Um, you guys listen to the Benny Blanco. You guys listen to Wild Ops. You're going to listen to uh, 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 Black Dog River Guides mm-hmm. today. You're going to listen about the Mayfly Project, yeah, so which cool. our buddy Rocky here in San Antonio. Is getting one of those started, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that we're going to be supporting in some way. Yes, because Rocky's an awesome dude, and that's a great organization. And then we uh, got on Edgar from Sightline Provisions. Yep, it's going to be a great episode.
1: Man, uh, that Sunday when we did all those interviews, I was having a blast. Mm-hmm. Like that's my that's my jam is sitting down and talking to people and, and yeah, getting to know their stories and what they're passionate about. And it was just oh, it was so much fun. And I'm excited for everybody to listen to them. Yeah. Um, and the ones they've already listened to, it, it was it was pretty great. And then
3: we have uh, just to tell you guys what else is on the docket. We have uh, we're going to sit down with Pat Dorsey uh, this right. weekend, yep. and we also have uh, uh, Wes from Onion Creek. Yep, fly. Uh, he's going to sit down with us. And then there's still more interviews to be scheduled.
1: Yep, yeah. We're, we're so we're, we'll run into people. When and this there. is going
3: to be multiple weeks away, so some of these people, like Pat Dorsey, you're not probably not going to hear that episode for five or six weeks, yep. just because we have so many uh, lined up ahead. But uh,
1: but it, it, it's going to be heavy hitters for for a while. So I'm yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm excited a,
3: about Brew too. I've never too. been.
1: Me so neither. I'm a, gonna Carson be, went last year. And yeah, Carson and Cliff. Yeah, and Carson's rocked going. our booth. Yeah, they did. And so they Carson's going again this year, and I'm I'm excited. Uh, yeah it'll be, it'll be a lot uh, plus I like the fact that we're staying at the same hotel as the actual oh, convention makes it easy I know we just get up and on, it gives the us street.
3: some opportunity to uh, do some recordings and give us a little bit more leeway because I'll tell you what when we recorded with Benny and Lucas in the place we went to their condo and we left after midnight yeah and it was just great and then we drove home and it was an hour drive yep yeah. And then we got up and we're back at Trout Fest the next morning, have an hour drive, and we're there by like 8.30. Yep, just to get right back to it. Just to get right back to podcast episodes. Yep. So uh, it's going to be nice. We do be have right a long drive out there, though. But when we're there, yeah, we're there. Yeah, four and a half hours. And I also do have Friday off, so that helps. Yeah, yeah, because you're going up a little bit earlier. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yep. No, for sure. So um, I have a article that I'm going to do. Yeah, which one? Uh also it is getting cold. Like yeah. I'm in a short sleeve shirt and I'm like
1: Did you not know a cho- uh, well I didn't think we we're gonna be out here this late but no, did you not know I that didn't a cold know we were gonna have a two hour conversation
3: yeah, uh about <laughs> stuff before recording the podcast. No, me neither. <laughs> so I That's knew a good. cold you know, you, you front was coming in, but I didn't know what time. Yeah. No man sometimes you just can't fight those conversations. They just have so, to happen. The article oh shoot. So what I did well, you want me to go first while you're it up? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So,
1: I do have a creature watch for us today. And this was actually uh, given to us by a listener um, who I met at Trout Fest this past weekend. Um, and I apologize, but your name is slipping from me. But it was uh, really nice to meet you. We had a good conversation. Uh, oh, you know what he does for a living? Mm-hmm. I remember what he does because it's like the coolest job. He cleans the fish tanks for Cabela's and... Yeah, he told me that. Crap. He was yeah. doing that now. Yeah, yeah. So I I was like, that's really cool. So
3: if you guys want to know why all those fish tanks are squeaky clean, that's this guy <laughs> that's right this here. That's
1: this guy. Man, yeah, he said he actually like it puts on like a kit and actually jumps in the water and does it. I'm like...
3: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I right? didn't know it was He's like a He's the scuba guy kit. who's in the, in the tank. Yeah, it's That's crazy. awesome.
1: Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, he offered this story called Theorosa's Bridge, and it is a haunted location, right, and there's actually a little ghost with it, in between the towns of Sedgwick and Valley Center in Kansas. Um, Over the years, it has actually been burnt down and rebuilt over and over again, like a crazy eerie eerie amount, right? Uh, There's a lot of versions of this urban legend. Uh, None of them actually confirmed, but uh, there's, you know, there's three or four that I'll read off for us. So, they've tracked this one down to the first and the oldest version, and it's in the late 19th century when settlers were arriving through uh, the Kansas City area. Mm -hmm. According to the story, a wagon train was passing when a group of Native Americans attacked a settler's baby named Thea Rosa. Uh, they finally they stole the baby and the mother was so grief stricken and sick with worry, right? That the mother was, um, left the wagon, left the whole train and was just wandering around screaming her daughter's name, Theorosa, Theorosa, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and so legend has it that whenever you go to this bridge near this Creek, you could actually hear the mother's voice screaming for her, uh, for her baby.
3: Really? Yeah. That's creepy. I know. That That's, would scare me. Like, some of the creatures we would talk about, I'm like, eh,
0: yeah, or whatever.
1: Yeah. Whatever. But now you're going to be thinking you hear Thea Rosa, like, some, like, creepy
3: lady going, like,
0: Thea Rosa. <laughs>
3: you know? We really need some voice actors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk, but I can't do like a sweet, like forward interview. like, and, and you can't s- like no. squeal like a... I can do well, a decent
1: Scooby-Doo. My students like it. Oh, do it. No, I'm not going to do it
3: right now. Do it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. You got to hear it. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> all right. All right. Maybe it's, it's going to be awful this first time though. Um, <laughs> you know, but I can I can do is more.
3: that all you can Can you like do the Scooby-Doo talk or that's... Yeah, I
1: can like probably. Uh, uh, a no, yes, I can. No, it's just the <laughs> real, you know. Like he'd say, a big sandwich," yeah. you know. So that's about it. Okay, it, nice. imp- it impresses twelve-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, okay, so there's another one. Uh, there's a story that Thea Rose is actually a young Native American woman who um, ended up falling in love with a white settler, and they had a baby. Right? Um, out of shame, she threw that baby into the river. Um, and she actually cast herself into there, stricken with grief, and regretting what she did. Um, so some say that you can actually see the woman Thea Rosa holding her baby on the creek in, like, a ghostly silhouette. Mm. So, you know, they're all kind of creepy. Uh, and I have one more. So a more modern version of the story says that Thea Rosa was actually a local farm wife who had an illegitimate child with a hired hand. And kind of along the same lines, was sad, you know, that she had this illegitimate child, was, uh, you know, a little anxious about it, tossed the baby into the river, and was so grief-stricken that she jumps into the river after her child, and now she returns to haunt the bridge that she jumped from. Mm. Um, People say that they actually can hear the child crying and screaming if they get close enough to the river. As well as hear splashes, as if a woman was jumping into the river. Mm. So,
3: interesting,
1: right? Uh, a little creepy. That'd be an easy place to scare people. I'll tell you what. I, oh yeah, right. Like, uh, what was it? The Hell's Gate in uh, Lubbock. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was a crazy. You go in there like two o'clock in the morning, you'd scare some people. Yeah, you know. Uh, last thing. Over the years, many reports of strange lights and even ghostly figures of women have been uh, seen. There are claims of cold breezes and the sounds of mournful sobbing and a baby crying. Um, cars stalling mysteriously while, while crossing the bridge has also been reported. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was interesting.
3: So So uh, that was kind of a heavy, heavy topic, a little yeah. bit more creepy than we normally do. I would like to say my article uh, maybe has a little bit more adult content, so mm. skip the next five minutes. Uh, probably won't take that long, but... No. Just I just want to give a fair warning. If you have kids in the car or something, uh, probably shouldn't have listened to what Zach's story was about, you know. But anyway. <laughs> Mine's probably a little worse. <laughs> so if that was too much, go ahead and, like, skip about five minutes. Okay. So this is so hilarious, and it is almost unbelievable. Okay. Does ice fishing lead to prostitution? Oh, a cold uh, poll. Yeah, I'm gonna like Instagram poll that tomorrow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes or no? A mayor in Hudson, I believe, Ohio. I yeah, it's Ohio. Just really, yeah. yeah, Hudson, Ohio, claims that ice fishing leads to prostitution. Okay, and
1: I, I just and the logic to get there, I, I'm lost. But go on. <laughs> I can't get there
3: either. <laughs> 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 I, I can't get there. Yeah. Um. And the hilarious thing about this article is, like, instead of, like, taking it for, like, what it's worth and be like, that's not real, they actually asked, like, investigators and officers if they've ever run into it before. Yeah, so the, so I would the, have just, like, brushed it off. I'm like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Right. That is ridiculous. But he
1: actually had wanted people to investigate if this was a thing. So, so like, the, the person
3: who wrote the article wanted to investigate yeah. It. So yeah. I appreciate the investigative journalism. Yes, right. Yeah, Thank props. You. We appreciate it. Um, the Fox eight I team is now doing some digging into the Hudson mayor's claim that has made headlines across the nation. I didn't ever heard about the story. Um, but they said it's national. He says ice fishing could lead to prostitution. Also, he resigned like a couple days after he said this. Yes. If you allow ice fishing with shanties, then that leads to another problem. Prostitution. Mayor Craig Schubert said during Tuesday's council meeting. Oh, even better at a council meeting. This wasn't like a 2012 tweet. No, this was a current council is, meeting. This was recently. Uh, Schubert told the I-team that when he worked as a TV news reporter, law enforcement agency C-covered made arrests for acts of prostitution in ice fishing shanties. We called the mayor Thursday and asked him where and when this happened. He declined to answer our question and said that he did not want to discuss the, master, the matter. So we checked with local law enforcement officials and asked if they have ever had reports or arrests regarding prostitution in ice fishing shanties. Uh, County saying? Sheriff Scott uh, Hildenbrand said, "I don't think ice fishing hut would be ideal type for that would be an ideal place for that type of activity." <laughs> <laughs> and he also said, "We've never had that problem." <laughs> Sheriff officials in Ottawa uh, said that they have had no calls or reports of that type of crime. We probably have more ice fishermen from here than anywhere else in the state, and I've never heard of that at all, said Ottawa County Sheriff. Uh, um, And another Erie County Sheriff, Paul Sigsworth, agreed. In over 38 years, I have never heard of that. Uh, So uh,
1: where did this mayor get this idea from?
3: (sighs) Yeah. um, He claims it was a joke. Okay. I I mean, I guess it did. Well...
1: I feel like the people at the cancel meeting would have picked up on it if it was a joke. You know? He said
3: he has a dry sense of humor.
1: Okay. It sounds kind of like he's been burnt by this before, you know, maybe in a story he doesn't want to talk about. No, no.
3: But here's the thing. Like, the argument doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Because he said that ice fishing lead to prostitution. So for you to get there, someone would have to start ice fishing and end up a prostitute. Like, how do you make that jump? Whereas in reality, like, what he said, like, when he explained it later, was that, oh, ice fishing shanties are a place where that could happen. But, like.
1: Okay, see, yes, yeah, so like, what? okay, I mean, like, if we're getting, I don't know the ins and outs of prostitution. <laughs> but I'm assuming. I would hope not. Right? I'm assuming that, like, you meet somebody and they're like, hey, I got it at the perfect place for this. It can go down so we don't have to go to a hotel or a car or something. And then you drive out on the ice and you just, you know. Do the deed in the shanty.
3: I can't imagine
1: it. No, I can't either. It sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs>
3: like, no, it sounds horrible. It sounds
1: horrible. Why but you,
3: like I, I don't, I don't get in like why. But for the mental g- gymnastics, for the quote he actually said, "Does ice fishing lead to prostitution?" makes me think like, how am I? I'm just like out there ice fishing. Like I have to be ice fishing, and then all of a sudden, I'm engaging in the act of prostitution. Right. Like how? Like that's a to like C. I wanna know like how that how I got from A to C. I wanna know what B is.
1: Maybe there's something we're not even thinking about. Maybe they're reeling in prostitutes. <laughs> 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 like, I mean, I oh. Maybe they're maybe they're down there in the wetsuits, you know? Oh they guess it's they like got that game gear.
3: It's like that game warden that uh, you know, got the salmon fishermen to catch him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really, yeah. you know? Yeah. Maybe it's something yeah.
1: weird like that, yeah. you know. Some kind of service we're not even aware is a thing.
3: Oh, man. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing I've seen <laughs> in a long time. He resigned. Yeah. For the, for this comment?
1: For this comment. It seems weird. I mean, like... He, you uh, you know what? If he couldn't beat this comment, he doesn't deserve to be mayor. So. <laughs> like, this comment
3: is so bad it doesn't even make sense.
1: No, exactly. So that's my point. Like, if he couldn't find a way to spin this, then, you know, I guess go yeah. home.
3: Maybe he just, maybe, you know what, maybe he was just tired of the grind of working and was right. ready to retire, but he couldn't because he was locked into his position. So he's like, I'm going to come up with this story that is like a little bit weird, but it doesn't make me look like a jerk. He doesn't look like a jerk. He doesn't look like a weirdo or a creep or anything. He's just
1: like somebody who's a little out of touch. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Which, hey, you know, I guess you do. You right? <laughs> you do you?
3: <laughs> oh, when I saw this, I had to read it. Oh my gosh! It is great. This is the stupidest article I think I've ever. It just it's doesn't. It just it's doesn't even though. make sense. It is. it is funny. The funniest part, even more funny than his comment. Is a sheriff's comment that says, "I don't think ice fishing hut would be that would be ideal for that type of activity." Right? We've never had that problem. <laughs> never had that. Problem. Yeah, I don't, it wouldn't be that. that is ideal that place. this journalist went and actually asked, called up officers and said, "Hey, this could be real. Let this me ask could, some officers." This could be a Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. That's all we got for you guys. We hope that y'all enjoy our interview with Charlie and Connor. Yes. From Black. Dog river, river guys yep. and uh foul plains outfitters. Yep, basically, they uh do guided fishing trips in Colorado, mm-hmm. and uh, uh Connor guided. does guided duck hunting, dove hunting, and geese, uh, uh, geese, and crane. Yep, in the Lubbock area. Yes, yeah,
1: uh, two great guys. Tech grads,
3: so you know. Tech grads, we're all about the same age. We we started a podcast, they started guiding. Yeah. That's
1: how honestly what it sounds like.
3: And we like all graduated, we were all like out around the same time. Yeah. And then also there is a funny connection to like previous jobs that I've had to both of them.
1: Yeah. And actually, now thinking about it, I feel like I met Charlie in class at some point. Really? Like I honestly feel like he was in a geology lab or something when when we were at tech. Oh, yeah. Me. He just looks super familiar. Yeah. But, you know, I could have just saw, seen him walking around campus and still made that same
3: connection. I feel bad because Charlie recognized me, but I didn't recognize him. Yeah. Although we never did meet, apparently. I'm still not clear on that, but I'm pretty sure we never met and he confirmed that. But he was like, hey, Landon. And he's, and I was like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, oh, Charlie. I was like, hey, what's going on? Like, the whole time we're talking, I'm like, the wheels are spinning in my head. Who he? I'm How like, who, who is he? How do I know him? He's like, I was at Orvis Austin. And I was like,
0: Man, what?
3: <laughs> I was at Orvis Austin. You weren't there. And I was in Orvis San Antonio. I was, and uh, we had actually messaged back and forth like on Instagram. But mm-hmm. I didn't know it was him doing the messaging from like Orvis Austin. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So I felt kind of bad. And then eventually he called me on it, which was the best part. He was like, you don't know me, do you? I was like, dude, I have no idea but who you, you are. But you
1: know what, though? I would rather somebody call me on yeah. it if I'm struggling. Yeah. Because then, like, it's just. I was struggling. Exactly, because now it's just a story, dude,
3: the and ge- we're all good. the gears were turning. Like, I was like. <laughs> just. Oh, who is it? <laughs> yeah, Yeah. blank stare, man. <laughs> so, Charlie, I apologize. Uh, also, he did reach out to us on this. Inst- I forgot to tell you this earlier. He reached out to us on Instagram. Yeah. Said he had a great time on the podcast. Awesome. So, we appreciate that. And also said if we're ever up in that area. Let's go fishing.
1: Let's do it. And I'm looking forward to it. Like I'm up in Colorado every now and then, so I'm I'm definitely planning on going out with them. Yep.
3: And I hope you guys enjoy our uh, conversation about college football. Yeah. And fishing and hunting. That's why you guys y'all y'all really don't care. Like I wonder <laughs> okay. What percentage of our audience really cares what we have to say about tech stuff? I don't know. We care about it, so we talk about yeah, it. Yeah, but sometimes you got a captive audience, so we could talk about tech stuff. Nobody else is going to do it. Oh, we're pro- we're we're providing propaganda. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. If there's any kids listening back again, since you skipped the last five minutes, uh, <laughs> you should really consider Texas Tech as your college of choice. Exactly. Right? Yeah, we have a great basketball team. We do, and, and a pretty, pretty good baseball team, and a pretty good baseball team. So if you care about sports more than your education. I don't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a stretch. <laughs> it was a good education. It was. It was a great education. Um, so, cool. Well, guys, enjoy our interview. And we will see you, hopefully, at... Brewfest. Fest. Which would have been, like, two weeks prior by the time they hear this, but... It's true. The timing is all weird. We hope we saw you there. Yeah, we hope you saw you there. All right, guys. Enjoy the interview. It's me, the sun soaked tropical hotel looking for a companion who enjoys short walks to sandy beaches and exotic bird sightings. Must love a spontaneous voyage on a privately owned catamaran. My strengths include ocean and jungle views, your choice, plus the occasional ukulele serenade. My only weakness? You'll never want to leave me. Download the hotel's
0: app to find me. You're perfect somewhere.
3: This episode is brought to you by Cox Contour TV. Sometimes it's hard to decide what to watch, but Cox Contour TV helps make that decision easier. Enjoy live TV, on-demand programs, DVR recordings, and music all in one place.
0: And only with the sound of your voice with the Contour voice remote. Plus, catch the golf and basketball action you've been waiting for on the Contour sports app. Learn more at coxcox.com contour.
3: All right, guys. Today we are uh, Trout Fest doing another interview. We have Charlie and Connor from Black Dog River Guides. And Connor is also with Foul Plains Outfitters. And so we're going to talk to these guys about what they do, where they do it. And then also, before we get into, like, the fun fly fishing stuff, we're going to talk some Red Raider stuff because we are a table of Red Raiders. It doesn't happen that often. It doesn't right, happen though. that often. We usually have like an Aggie mixed in, or maybe a Baylor guy mixed in. Yeah. Full Red Raider table. It's okay. You're with the elite right now. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think we were all there at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Roughly, because right, I graduated right. in '15. You were '15. Zach right. was '14. And then you. When did you? That end? window. Yes. That window. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you were there in that <laughs> yeah. window. So yeah. Big. yeah. <laughs> so so the biggest news is yesterday we watch uh, Tech win their second home game. <laughs> against, uh, <T. laughs> against UT in Austin. In Austin, the yeah.
2: best part. Yeah. And I'm from Austin, and it's always nice. Every Whoa. time we beat them. It's well, so the best nice. part is
0: after <laughs> after the game in Lubbock, they had to send out an email to the whole alumni association like, hey, guys, we got disrespected. We need to show up to this next oh, game yeah. in Austin. <laughs> and then apparently this code gets leaked. <laughs> And all of these Texas Tech fans yep. buy out the stadium. It yep. was mostly Tech fans there yesterday. My wife yep.
2: got that email. I was yep. laughing at it. I was like, "We got to figure out a way to give." F- yeah. And then it ended up happening anyway. <laughs> well, I'll tell <laughs> you guys, if
3: Trout Fest was not this weekend, all we three been. of us would have been at that game because oh, yeah. the tickets weren't that expensive. No, like no, right. hundred no. bucks, hundred fifty bucks. And the best thing is, is the UT, UT students tier. that got kicked out tiers. of the out <laughs> of the game. A YouTuber. So, no, 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 UT students, UT got, oh. students oh. Kicked the game. got kicked out of the game. So what happened was Chris Beard and, like, they did a big media push. Any student that wants to, the com- to come to the game is going to get into the game. So they let all the students in. Well, they were seating students in tech – you know, seats that were already, already sold. The cool. Paid for yeah, the yeah. Paid for. So, like 15 <laughs> minutes before tip off, they were mo- removing UT students from those seats and mm. giving them to tech fans. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> the seats already bought. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so I think that's awesome. Yeah. And then uh, I think they say like 40% probably were tech fans
0: there. Yeah. A lot, a lot of black and red. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Even yesterday when we were walking around. There was a lot of tech fans here. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah, a yeah. lot
3: of people came to our table that know we're tech fans. Cause yeah, cause they we listen. We're all wearing tech stuff, too. Yeah. And, and they're like, oh, man, wreck them. Yeah. Guns up. I mean, the black dog touch. logo
0: you see on all our stuff is black and, and red. Red <laughs> and black. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We weren't nice. stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they may not call us smart, but yeah. we definitely weren't stupid. <laughs> no.
3: So, Cotter, I think you're the first college football player we've had on the show. Will you talk about you? You were recruited to tech. Yeah. And played at Tech for two years. Yep. will you talk about your experience so, playing uh, college football?
0: Yeah, so like we were, uh, I mentioned earlier, I you know was getting recruited, and uh, it was when Neil Brown was the offensive coordinator. Uh, Tommy Tupperville was still the head coach, and. Any tech listeners out there know where this is probably going, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I came in, uh, graduated high school that Saturday night. Where would you go? Where were you in high school at? Uh, so I grew up in Tyler, in okay. East Texas. So I went to uh, what was then Robert E. Lee High School in Tyler, what is now Tyler Legacy. Okay. They uh, they rebuilt it and decided that they just couldn't get away with having that same name on yeah. a new building. Yeah. So they named it Legacy, uh, which I think is kind of funny. But neither here nor there. Uh, Anyway, so I uh, yeah I graduated high school that Saturday night. was in Lubbock, Texas that Sunday morning and uh, moved in. Was here all summer and all into the fall, played through the season. And then, uh, you know, uh, one day Tommy calls a team meeting out of the blue, like not scheduled, and we all go in there. And coaches are looking stern-faced. Everybody's kind of quiet, mumbling, like, what's going on? And Tuberville comes in. He goes up to the podium. He's like, you know, sometimes things are just – they're just out of your control, and, and you just you have to do things. He just broke down into tears and <laughs> walked out of the room. We we're all like, "What? What?" That's the way. That's all he said. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was his whole explanation to us before he left. And uh, and was
1: this before that? Where he, he went we to the we the did
0: yeah. So the, he had done the whole thing we all heard about later, where he was at dinner with a recruit that night before, left in the middle of dinner, yeah. jumped on a plane, went to Cincinnati, had that meeting. Decided that's what he, accepted their offer. Decided that's what he was going to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> came yeah, back to Lubbock. Yeah, yeah. Came back to Lubbock and uh, pulled that. all that on us. So yeah. Uh, yeah, and we didn't know any of that had gone down at that point. And then it comes out, you know, that afternoon. It's like Tommy Tuberville, and the new head coach of Cincinnati, and we're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, we get this now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <clears throat> yeah so uh, and then uh, Cliff Kingsbury came in and uh, played the rest of the time with him and. Like I was telling y'all earlier he I think he's a great coach. He uh you know could have used a little bit of better defensive coordinator and you know he was he was could have uh, used a defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> he was a players coach, you know, like uh, he he got it, he inspired players. Like he got people to want to play for him. Yeah. But the the discipline probably could have been a little a little better. Yeah. Kind of like what the Cowboys ran into their last playoff game, you know, like seventeen penalties in a game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, that, <laughs> that, that was that a problem. Why yeah. we were there was penalties. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
3: scoring wasn't a problem. Exactly. Defense and penalties were a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: That, oh. You know, we had scores like a women's NBA game. Yeah, 60-70. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sixty-seven to sixty-eight.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't. What is the? How big is the jump from high, Texas high school football and Tyler to? Division Big one 12. college football. Large. Big 12. Significant. Yeah.
0: yeah. Significant. I tell people, like, you take all of the hardest hits I had in my entire high school career. That was the first week in pads at Texas Tech. <laughs> really? Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, you're playing against Welcome men. Welcome to the show. You're playing against <laughs> men. And those guys, you know, they they, they want to initiate you when you first get there. Those guys that are seniors or fifth-year seniors, you know, they've been playing four years. This <laughs> They're going to their fourth season. It's yeah. like. Oh yeah, I'm about to tee off on this little, little idiot. Like, yeah. He doesn't even know what's coming for him, and it—it's a fact. You don't until yeah. you just get rocked by a 300-pound dude right in front of you. Well, and just just like, the
3: size is different too. It, you, you might play saying. against somebody that has one college player, D1 college player was, on their defense. I
0: was usually the biggest guy on the field every game I played in. High school. Yeah, you know, I was—I was a big dude. Yeah, and yeah, was. I was—I was middle of the pack. <laughs> and you played center. Yeah, yeah, I played yeah. center at tech. Yeah. Yeah. I guess have said that. Who
3: who were some of your
0: favorite players that you played with? Oh I played with um Adrian Waddle. He went on to play for the Patriots. He was our left tackle at the time and Yeah. Yeah. He he, he played was, in the Super Bowl, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He uh he's a good dude through and through. Uh mean on the field, but good dude off of it, you yeah. know. It's what you gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. Um you know, played with Seth Dagee, uh, Alex Tory. Uh, no Alex Uh Alex Torres. Yep. Um he, you know those were both great guys. Uh yeah, Torres. It's a really solid dude. Deggy Deggy too. Uh, Austin Zuzalek. Good good people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Well, Mahomes was there while you
3: were there. Did you guys like feel so, something special about him or was So
0: I actually I grew up in, in East Texas with Pat. Yeah. And uh, he played at White House. We both uh, went and worked out with a guy named Bobby Stroop, who he's actually now moved to Kansas City. Is like his – that's Pat's guy. Yeah. You know, and he's – I think he's like working with the Chiefs now. Yeah. Doing stuff through them. But uh, he started APEC, Accelerated Performance Enhancement Center, in Tyler. That was his first one. And then, you know, it, it was so wildly successful, and he started producing just like these incredible athletes out of East Texas. And got some recognition, made a bunch of money, started a new one in Fort Worth. That thing just took off, started going crazy. He's training, you know, MLB, NHL, NFL, like all all these different athletes. And uh, that that's really where I, I got to meet Pat because we were training together all the time in high school. You know, we'd be up there and uh, be training at the same time. And I mean, weren't we weren't just like Best friends or anything by any means, but you know, I've, I'd known him and knew, known what a player he was. We all thought he was going to go pro in baseball, yeah. You know, in, in high school, his dad that's was what he did at tech. That's yeah. yeah. so how he got signed at tech, right? And, yeah. right. They told him he could play baseball, and that lasted a season. I think he pitched like three <laughs> games. Yeah, yeah. And they like, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's, yeah. let's but, point uh, this arm a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, that, that's a half a billion dollar arm, yeah. Now, yeah. So <laughs> <it's> <laughs> like, it yeah. was pointed okay. in the right direction, yeah. Yeah. Like, they weren't wrong. But yeah, no, uh, no. He he was actually coming in right as I was ended up getting out. Uh, but I it, it was funny, you know. Baker was here at the same time. Yeah, yep. and, and which is crazy
3: that talent. And then uh, who was the uh, th- other Michael Brewer? Michael. Yeah. So, he went to UVA yeah. and ended up beating Ohio State when they were Yes, yes, yeah yeah, 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 just like and he got drafted too. No, he? no, he no. didn't no. end up going into so, the
0: pros. So so he still works he, in the area. He, uh, he's got a, oh no, his little brother's playing. Yeah, playing his little brother now. was at
2: yeah. Baylor, Charlie okay. Brewer. That's okay. That's, that's, I went to high school with them. <laughs> mm. Oh, really? Oh, like Travis, man. It a, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of football there. Yeah. I, I, I played soccer, so I wasn't one of them. Yeah,
3: but he still knew him. Um, let's move on to your guys' Black Dog uh, River Guide. So, t- will you talk to us how you guys got it started? So, Connor and I have
2: been fishing together for, I don't know, ever since college. And that's where we met was at Tech. We were in the same fraternity. And then, you know, I was moving up to Colorado. I was a teacher up there and I had summers off and I was guiding for a bunch of different people. And then Connor was always up on the Eagle fishing and catching bigger fish and more consistently than, you know, most of the guides that I knew in the area. And, but he was just doing it for himself and by himself and with his friends and, I always was a little jealous. I was like, man, we gotta. I, I want to guide on the eagle. I want to. I want to. I want to go after the big fish. I want to actually, you know, get these big open rivers and hit the big free stones. And um, it kind of got to a time when we were both like, hey, you know, let's let's just do it ourselves. And so, um, I at the time was doing um, VP of coordination for, or VP of operations for another guide service that is now not anything anymore, and uh, kind of learned a lot from that like how to set everything up, what we needed, what we really didn't need, which is, I think, is kind of Maybe what a, a lot of mistakes need. To learn. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just I think as important, but not to waste your time. Yeah, I mean, and that's the biggest thing, is that people would think they needed the nicest things of everything. And yeah. it's like, oh, man, if yeah. you can't find the fish, nobody's going <laughs> to rebook <laughs> a trip if you can't put them on a fish, yeah. you know? And so I think that was kind of it. And then um, we were sitting around his grandparents' coffee table in Beaver Creek one day, and, hey, man, let's just sign up for an LLC. Let's see what we got. And then, you know, it all kind of fell into place. You know, I had already had this design from Black Dog Fly Fishing from Alana Luis, who does the, you know, a lot of designs for everybody, and um turns out Black Dog Fly Fishing LLC was already taken, but the guy didn't do anything with it, and we couldn't get a hold of him, so we settled on Black Dog River Guides, which actually works out great, because you know, it doesn't kind of limit us to anything. Yeah, you know, I can. You guys want to go on a hike down the river? Let's go. It's yeah. still a guided <laughs> trip, but right. you know, in different realm. So, where'd the black dog come from? Well, we all have black labs. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. I have a ten-year-old black lab <laughs> named Scout, who I got in college and was kind of like the first dog that I ever hunted over. And then Connor had another one, and then. He got another one, and then he got another one, and so, um, and then Kevin has one, and then when I got married, I actually our wedding present to each other was a was another black lab. <laughs> yeah. So wedding present to me. Why do you that's guys great. love black labs so much? They're smarter than the chocolate ones. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah. No, my mom has. They're a chocolate easier lab. to hide
0: <laughs> than the yellow ones.
2: Yeah, that's
1: true.
0: Yeah, blend in a little bit better. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I mean, I, I what I use them for for my hunting is you know the. The black labs are, you know, they they've been focused on more in, in I'd say the field trial world and the breeding and selective like to produce these genuinely great hunters. Yeah, and you know, like all all, all the dogs that we use for our hunting outfitters, they're top notch. Like my my male, he probably, yeah, he he watched probably over two thousand, probably somewhere around twenty four hundred geese die this year. Wow. You know. mm couple thousand dove you know he picked out we our dove hunting you know they they talk about it all over the state this year because that big polar vortex happened last february yeah Yeah. Uh, the mortality rate you know i've heard reports anywhere from 50 to 70 percent on the morning dove in a lot of places because of that and we saw a decent amount of that you know evidence of that this year we said we were seeing birds that were missing whole toes or whole feet you know they just froze Mm -hmm. off and lost them but uh fortunately we you know from what I could tell from other people and what our clients told us this year, we had like the best dove hunting in Texas really? this year. it it was phenomenal, phenomenal. A little, like little different story little up in Colorado. Black clouds. Yeah, kind of hard to find dove. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: So I was flying around the mountains. So yeah. you guys are both involved, and I just want to clarify because uh, we talked about this before, but you guys are both involved with Black Dog River Guide, and so you go up during the summers. You guys do guide trips when it's prime time yep. fishing. Yep. And yeah, and then. We focus primarily on the Eagle
2: River um, because, you know, that's kind of where it started is, you know, Connor's grown up there fishing, so he's he knows every spot, every little nook mm-hmm. and cranny, and um, I knew how to get people on the water and how to get people signed up and how to get people in front of, you know, somebody like him, and so this last year was kind of our first year, but, you know, I'd i put a big old stamp of approval on it. We did We did a lot of trips. We had people out there catching huge fish, you know, I think... This 65-year-old woman had never been fly fishing. Her friend brought her out on a trip, drug her out there. She didn't want to go. My, Myself for women and families sometimes is I bring them a charcuterie board and a bottle of wine Mm -hmm. and a chair. So if they don't want to do it, I go sit them on the river. They get a nice snack, bottle of wine. They're fine, pleasant. But this woman was determined and on her third cast, got a 23-inch rainbow on a chubby. (laughs) like Just huge, beautiful eat. And she's like, what do I do now? I'm like... Catch the fish, man. Get your (laughs) rod up high. Let's go. So we netted it, and she was just ecstatic. I mean, it was like the coolest thing she'd ever done. Yeah. On the way home, I got an email that she had bought a fly rod in the car (laughs) on the way home. On the way home. Nice. That's awesome. That's the goal, man. So, you know, it's, it's little things like that. I mean, bringing people out, showing them what it's real, you know, the wild fish of Colorado, this kind of atmosphere that a lot of people don't really get. Yeah. You know, and
0: we give them that yeah
2: are, are a lot of your clients um like tour
1: like tourists or like people from the area we,
0: oh no it, it's mostly people i'd mm-hmm. say that are coming in okay. um, and you know like we get some trips out of denver you know yeah. so if yeah. people are driving you know two hours into the mountains yeah, come yeah. Fish. but like uh we get a lot of people from texas uh we had some dudes from oklahoma some dudes from florida this okay. year. yeah florida yeah charlie took those guys out um yeah you know, so we we have a uh, pretty solid mix of where people are coming from and it, it's interesting to see you know m- most groups have some sort of experience but what we got a lot of was uh you know one person in the group is a big fly fisherman and everybody else is like all right, all right. We, well you know, we got to we got to show them yeah. we got to show them what, what's going on let's give dad a yeah. chance but yeah. <laughs> by the end of it everybody's like okay this is cool yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. Like, uh, and even people that you know people struggle so much with you know once they get a fish on especially if they they hadn't fought a trout on or like a tackle, wild on a, a real fly wild rod, fish a fly yeah. rod. in the running water Yeah yeah, yeah. In, in heavy water like we're experiencing in the summer you know they they end up losing some fish you know yeah. but and the only thing only way you can learn is by doing catching it fish more. Like, exactly it. And especially you know big fish too you know yeah. you get a big fish on there you've never never had one on before never fought one and they just manhandle you and yeah. you're like yeah, yeah, it, it exactly happens. So, but now you know. Now now you see and now you have a better idea of what to do or, or how to approach this next time. Let's go get another one. Right. And you know, go go get a bunch of more bites and people are just thrilled, you know, to come yeah. out there and they don't have high expectations. Oh, we gotta go fly fish. No, no, no. That's you're gonna end up loving this.
2: This Florida group was like that. This girl came out and she was just like, Well, you know, we we go fishing off the boats in Florida all the time and my dad always likes fly fishing and you know, let's. I figured let's go, and so she uh, <laughs> she's out in the middle of the river, you know, about waist deep, and she's hooked up, or she's about to hook up. I can see it because I can see where this fish is sitting in this riffle. She casts upstream of it, and I'm like, all right, here we go, and it's a tank. I mean, it's like every bit of 24, or 25 just towed in the water. She hooks up to it, and it sends it so far upstream, jumps up out of the water, and she was trying to hold on. She dropped the rod and fell completely in the water. Oh, I'm like, oh like no, she man. dropped like, the rod and then she and just grabbed the her one. by grabbed her by the belt, pulled her over, and then grabbed the rod that was stuck down. And by the time I'd got it, the fish was off. But yeah. I, that's some of the. I mean, I I think sometimes missing fish like that is a better fish story than like
0: look how big this fish is. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. and so, to put it in perspective, you know, like and I we get this, you know, in the the hunting side of things too when. You know, it, 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 you may go out and you may not think it was the best day. You know, you, you may not have just gone out and, and crushed the fish or, or just had, you know, all the birds you thought you were going to see or whatnot, but those ones that you do get, especially for people who don't get to do it very often, they come out. And they are gonna remember that one fish or that one group of birds that did it perfect. Yeah, you know they're and they're gonna remember every second of that. It's gonna be like slow mo in their brain, you know, and that that's what's gonna bring them back. Yeah. and that's what they came there for. Right. So you get like, there's there's a fine line you have to walk there about you know you don't want to like oversell it. You know, look like a you know an idiot and, and be <laughs> like, oh wow, well this was a great day, you know, when like. Everyone yeah, knows it could have been better, cause... but at the same time, you don't want to go out there and be like, well, shit, you know. like we, Oh, man, it was better a, yesterday. Yeah, have been a, here yesterday. Know, like, yeah. Yeah. It could have been better way yesterday. better, you know, like this is all right or whatnot. And somebody's sitting there like, this is the best day of fishing I've ever had. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. you don't understand what it what it means to someone else sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a
2: fine line that you got to kind of realize as a guide, but you, you don't ever talk bad about the fishing quality. You just kind of give them the information that is there, right? right. So maybe it's not the best day of fishing well you know last night what happened well temperatures dropped low so the fish got cold so they dropped lower into the water column so what we do here is we're going to start adjusting things we're going to go deeper we're going to use some smaller flies we're going to you know maybe we're going to throw an egg up top we're going it's, to it's all about adjustment right but you never say like man that moonlight was out last night. Those fish were feeding all night. We're not catching a fish today. If we do, well, it's going to be an aggressive, pissed-off brown trout right. chasing a streamer. Well, and, <laughs> you don't and, say that. And yeah. the
3: reality is, too, those, like, once-in-a-lifetime days or, like, once-a-year days where you might, like, catch 30, 40 fish or I don't know what mm-hmm. a lot of fish for you guys is, uh, but maybe it's 30 fish, and those once you know, in a year days happen to one of your clients. Oh, yeah. Right, right. But you still have to take clients out the next day, mm-hmm. and the fish aren't going to be feeding like that. Yeah. They may have hit a hatch like that. You know, sometimes you're just lucky. We went on a crane hunt this year, and the wind was blowing like 50 miles per hour the first day. Mm-hmm. You know, you there's some of those things you can't control, and so you try the best that you can yeah. given the circumstances that you have, and you make adjustments, and you work with it, and then – Uh, In those moments, too, you learn a lot more. Oh, yeah. If you can catch fish when it's hard, then you can catch fish. But I think the clients don't even realize it, too, which is
2: is – I'm sorry. If the client doesn't realize it, you're doing a good job. (laughs) But if the client does realize it and realizes, like, you're struggling, at least they know that you're trying, which is kind of like – an effort type thing for some yeah. people I think.
1: Yeah, and most people are they're gonna be more willing to be like, I totally
0: get it, you know, like you can't control everything, but at least you're you're busting your butt to get it done, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's there's not really that atypical asshole client so much anymore. It's like well, I expected yeah. to come out here and net, you know, twenty, thirty fish today. I and, wanted a big brown trout. Like, give me a refund. Like what yeah. I mean, that's good <laughs> to hear because so many anymore. new
1: people are are joining the the industry or like starting to fly fish and like in every other market it's just like people in <laughs> a little just like
0: easy to piss off, you know. Yeah. yeah. So. if you're mad and you're doing this sport, you're doing something wrong. That's true. Right? I don't know what's going to make you happy. That's kind of one of the (laughs) things I've never really understood. You you better go get on some uh, blood pressure (laughs) pressure medicine Yeah, I don't know what else is going to fix that.
2: Think about it this way, right? People have been fishing for, like, millenniums, right? They didn't need fiberglass rods and airflow lines and, you know, textured fly line with a brand new foam indicator that's never been made before. Nobody needed that. But we keep doing it because it's fun. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
0: I like it. Oh yeah, ease of catching fish too. You know, it's that all that new stuff makes it uh makes it easier than what they used to have to do. That
2: is
3: true. I don't have to chase fish from my feet anymore. You guys do mainly wade trips. Yep, yep. And then, uh, what's your prime time season?
0: Man, all all summer is uh is pretty fantastic. You you know, we're we're fishing bugs on top. Really, from the time runoff ends about the middle of June, give or take, you know, depending on how much snow, how hot it gets, you know, uh, how early it yeah, gets, how hotter. how hard runoff is, you know, it depends on how you know fast it'll end. But yeah. once it once the water clears up and back down to a more manageable level, really from there till September, it, you know, it's phenomenal. Yeah, we're we're just going from caddis to mayfly to hoppers and you get some stonefly hatches in there too and you know it's it's great it's good good big bugs big hatches yeah pretty much all summer yeah You you might wake up on a cold morning like charlie was saying earlier and you might have to go down deep for them you know you're either Hopper drop in deeper or, you know, you do set up a an Nymph Rig and fish that first hour or two of the day. But yeah. Yeah. flashes are going to come off and your fish are going to get into the riffles and you're going to have then you're some, gonna good, hit some good opportunities. Yeah, yeah. On yeah, ground yeah. Ground. Do
3: you guys yeah. have lodging opportunities? <clears throat>
2: yeah, so we have a few different places. Um, the Minturn Inn is kind of who we use, It's kind of who we refer people to. Um, Mintern's really good spot. They have, you know, Mintern Inn's got good breakfast. It's a nice little B&B that kind of caters towards fishing. Like, the different rooms in it are for... They're named like the fly, the Angler Room, or oh, like yeah, yeah. the Caddis Room and the Mayfly Room. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of who we use. Um, Minturn is just a good little area in the middle. They have nice little nightlife. Um, it's not too far away, uh, and that's
1: it, people fly into <laughs> Denver, and they so
2: you can actually there's a couple options. So you can fly into Denver and then drive out there, or you can fly into Edwards, which uh-huh. is uh, right uh, there. Eagle, Eagle. My bad. Yeah, I Eagle.
0: apologize. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, there's the Eagle International Airport yeah. actually, and there's oh, direct, yeah, okay. direct flights yeah. from Austin. Really, straight yeah, to really, you. okay. Straight to it, yeah. Nice. So that's right there. In they are the a area, little more then. pricey because you're flying into the valley, but you know, it's the same. By the time you fly into Denver and rent a car, rent a car. And so, how here, far yeah. is it from Denver? Two hours, About you two said. Hours. And yeah. which hours.
1: which direction
2: is Eagle?
0: Straight, straight west. west. Yeah, right down seventy. So okay. we're we're
2: right past Vale. That's where we do. That's the Eagle River, but we also have the Roaring Fork. So we're going to guide on the Roaring Fork this year as well, which is outside of Carbondale. Yeah, which is kind of in that Aspen Valley.
1: Yeah,
2: um, Just another similar you know, freestyle, Freestone river, big open Colorado river. You know, yeah. that's kind of, it, it fishes exactly the way you think a Colorado river should. Yeah. You know, the, the big bugs, the, the, um, the caddis, the caddis hatches are wild out there sometimes. And, um, you know, you hit a salmon fly hatch on the right weekend and just you're, you're never going to be able to go fishing again. Yeah. That was some chunky, <laughs> chunky dry flies. The fly, biggest dry flies you've ever eat, seen and the <laughs> biggest eats. So it's yeah. like, it's these fish time. just get, you know, it's like a, an addiction to it, yeah, just great. No, that's yeah, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah, my, I need
1: to go up there. Well, my brother lives in Denver. <laughs> I go, I go fish Boulder. My wife, Boulder and I Creek. Do. Yeah. yeah, probably I twice to, a year. I used to
2: guide on Boulder Creek. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, with an outfitter. Yeah, Rocky Mountain Anglers. Okay,
1: oh, I think who who we fished with uh, a couple years ago is the Boulder Creek fly. I, I forget mm-hmm. what that name it is. Boulder, one of the Boulder
2: Fly shops. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's but pretty good out there. But it's now fun.
1: my brother lived out there or lives out there now, so we just kinda go out there and hopper
2: dropper year round, man.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, Caddis fly on top and it's pretty right. much anything on the
2: bottoms. So. Chubbies <laughs> and hippie stompers. Yeah,
1: so man, it's I love it. I just love that area. I keep trying to convince my wife to move over there. So. Hey, but everybody I, else is too. I convinced so. my <laughs> wife
2: to move out of Austin up to Colorado, so yeah. it can be done. It can happen. I'm just working on getting her out.
3: To the valley right now, yeah. to get to Aspen let's go on. yeah, <laughs> got to figure out some way to afford it first, though. yeah i was yeah. gonna I was gonna say, I can't imagine that Aspen is a Isn't, easy place to find yeah oh, I mean, I would live on BLm land if she would let me, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, she won't so yeah, we'll man, I was just we'll thinking talk. about how both of you guys i have weird like job uh like connections connections mm-hmm. to, yeah. so Connor. I'm pretty sure we pretty much decided that you replaced me at Mountain Hideaway. Yeah, yeah. That's what so it we sounds ne- like. so yeah. we never worked together, but he was pretty much hired when I left. So I'm pretty sure you were my you were my replacement, is what yeah. it sounds like.
0: Yeah. When you said you you were like 2012, to 2015, I was like, well, we never that's worked funny. together. I I worked there in 2015. Yeah, it started in 2015. <laughs> but, huh. Okay. Yeah, it, uh, that's what it sounds like. It, yeah. Man, you want to talk about good people. Kyle Kyle Jones. Yes. Golly, yeah. He's, Everybody he's should go, as go as visit Kyle. that shop whenever they're going through Lubbock. Yeah. Kyle's oh, the nicest yeah. guy ever. That's and he was shop. telling
3: he was telling me about you because we were telling him we were up there for a crane hunt and we were chatting with him and he's like, man, you need to get up with Connor. Did you ever work with him? I was like, no. You know, we couldn't figure out the exact time that, you know, you he couldn't remember exactly when you what year you started and what year I ended, so we couldn't right. figure that out. But I was like, I never worked with A guy named Carsick. He's now he's running this thing called Foul Planes. He's killing it, shooting cranes, and it's like, man, that's who we should have hooked up with when we were up there. Well, now you know. Now we know. So in yeah, in the future. And then Charlie, you started at Orvis Austin pretty much like right when I left. I'm pretty sure I replaced you at Orvis Austin. (laughs) 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 So weird. (laughs) It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Because he. I was walking by, and he's like, hey, man. And I was like, I looked at him. I was like, I did not recognize him. Yeah, he had no idea. He talked to me for five minutes and I just was kept like, going. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was yeah. like, I I'm just. am like, you have no uh, idea no, who I am, no. do you? No, he N- called nope. me out on it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I have no idea. And he's like, well, I was at or- Orvis Austin. And like, we kind of started connecting the dots. And he was like, they're right when I yeah. left to go to San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah, and Jeff. yeah, Jeff and Megan. Another great boss. It. I know good I've, people. I've I've been really fortunate. My current boss is great. I've been really mm-hmm. fortunate to have g- working for great people, and I know everyone can't say that because I've heard horror well, stories yeah, from friends. Stories. And yeah, right. uh, yeah, I was there. I was. That's why I'm not a teacher anymore. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so uh, let's talk about Foul Plains Outfitters a little bit. So oh, when yeah. you are done with uh, <clears throat> Black Dog, yep, you come to like. Lubbock, North yep. of Lubbock, yeah, yeah. and you so, shoot
0: birds. Yeah, so I'll I'll typically wrap it up in Colorado sometime around the middle end third week or so of August. Um, yep, and then I'll make it back down to Lubbock, kind of just make sure everything's you know in in shape and looking good. Talk to all my you know my farmers and leasers and uh, stuff like that. Do you build those,
3: Did you build those relationships yourself yep. by going
0: yeah. in? Talking to people. Like. Oh yeah, yeah, and you know, not not just me. The you know the guys that work with me. There, we're all very good at it. Like yeah. you got to yeah. be. Well, I mean, think about what we did super
2: in, super. in in college, Connor. Like we were knocking on people's doors. We were marking things on our phone, calling people on white pages off the land maps in the Lubbock or in the tech library. It's gone a long ways from there.
0: <laughs> it is. Uh, not, it's definitely is, not yeah. like that anymore. Yeah. You uh, you go knock on somebody's door and ask them to hunt. They're uh, looking at you like, all right, what you gonna give me? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. Like, they they know the market. The now, secret's out so, now. You yeah. have earned yeah. your spots. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's uh, and you know it, it's one of those things. It, it it still hasn't been the same like it was when we were in college before I really started. You know, outfitting all season long, and I was just duck hunting for myself. You know, as a sophomore in college, those years we had tons of water in Lubbock. We we were really really wet. I don't know if y'all remember those summers of you know fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, where we just had you know go like, boogie boarding like, down, two, down Main Street. Dude, there yeah, were two, people kayaking yeah. down no, like yeah. Lubbock Road. Yeah, there were yeah. two and, and, and like paddleboard. And that was like century floods. Yeah. Is what they yeah. called <laughs> them. Two yeah. years in two a years row. In row. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That the, all that water those years like brought an absurd amount of ducks to to Lubbock, and yeah. that that's what college kids can do for themselves is go hunt ducks. you don't need fifty dozen decoys, you don't need you know a huge trailer to take your spread with you and you you know you can just go get on a pond, you know
3: lay Hang out now. lines,
0: whatever, yeah, you can get it done and you don't have to be a, the world's best caller either, you know, whereas the geese you need. And and the cranes too. You you need professional a, help. Yeah. More decoys. Yeah. You, you a know, lot of decoys. We put out big crane spreads. Yeah, 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 yeah. And those crane decoys are about ninety dollars a pop. Yeah. And they're
3: yeah. good. They look Jeez. good. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they look incredible. Yeah. But yeah, they And they have to because apparently
0: they won't what is oh, it? Yeah, turkey like, yeah. the yeah. way, the yeah, way they can see. Yeah, those. it's like turkey hunting flying birds. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or hunting flying turkeys, actually. Yeah. 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 It's their their eyesight is out of this world. They, they can see better. So you do ducks, dove, and crane, and geese. Yeah, the, the, with three the, foul planes. The ducks, uh, like I was, I was kind of getting at, it, is we we don't have the water like we used to mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. yeah, we've got our big roost ponds and, and, our, and our stuff in town uh, that holds our geese and our and our cranes, and and we get those birds, you know, pretty regularly, you know, by the calendar, and they just come there to eat the waste grain in the fields every year. The ducks need more water. they they want to spread out more they you know and and i say that we we had roost ponds that had you know thousands of birds on them you know tens of thousands of (laughs) birds on them ducks but we're not going to go blow those roost ponds because then you blow all your geese and your cranes out of the county and then they're They're gone gone. whereas if you just hunt them in the fields around there you'll send them back to their same water you can hunt those birds all season yeah Mm -hmm. or or you get more birds come in you know fresh birds and then that's how you end up you know hunting that one roost all season long and that's what a lot of People don't understand. Is you go blow these waters or these kids, the, the college kids, you go blow these waters. You're blowing out, you know, somebody's birds. You're you're, you're blowing yeah. something that like you could have left left alone and hunted them a, a different way. Yeah. But I
2: mean, how would you like just from a me who's uneducated?
0: Go hunt something else. Don't hunt the <laughs> the freaking. How, how would
2: you how would you learn that without somebody telling you that? Uh, you go with somebody
0: who oh, okay. knows what So doing you have somebody tell you. Okay. Yeah, somebody tell you. And that's that's the really funny part about some of these That makes sense. Some though. of these outfitters, I say with air quotes uh, that only y'all can see. But yeah, some of these outfitters they you know, they just see Instagram and see, Oh, people are are killing it out there. Well I can do that and wanna you know, just hunt for free and they're out here swindling people selling them hunts for cheaper. And that's why people want to go with them because they're cheaper. Right. But then they just have a terrible experience. Right. You know, the kids don't know what they're doing. And yeah. It is what it is it, where I, what I don't understand is why, you know, it, and I, I can say this cause it's what I did. Why you wouldn't go and work for somebody and learn and, and, advance that way you know i i understand you know wanting to own a company it's what me and charlie did with black dog and you know wanting to start something but you know i've been fishing the eagle for 15 years before (laughs) i decided i was good enough to start guiding on it you know and i ran
2: two guide outfitters beforehand so it's like (laughs) we kind of figured out stuff before
1: you're like you know what? let's just move there and do it (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah
0: But yeah, it's it's one of those things you you can see the different aspects of of it all and, and the the relations between it and you know between the hunting outfitting and the fishing outfitting. Yeah. And yeah. Well, it's kind of yeah. nice they work with that the seasons too. Oh yeah, it's yeah. pretty yeah. great. It, it,
1: yeah,
2: he's really fantastic. worked that to his uh, his liking, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: you know, uh, uh,
3: so many. You people didn't get the invite <laughs> to come down and uh, well, on season.
2: I did. When I was a teacher, and then I wasn't a teacher anymore, and I'm not good at blowing geese calls like he is. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't sound so good. Speaking of calls, are you good on a crane call? Oh, yeah. I should have brought mine because I have literally been practicing. What do every- you have? I have a JB Custom Calls. Okay. Joe yeah. Briscoe.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. a nice call. Yeah, those are pretty good. I- those in the... Uh- Uh, Pacific's got a pretty good one, DRC's got a pretty good one, and then Haydale makes one, but I just, I really don't like that Haydale one,
3: it's too small, can't get loud enough. We had Joe on our show, and uh, on our podcast, he makes a lot, of he makes like the teal call.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: The the teal call, we had him on the show uh, a while back, and he was just super nice, and we're Trying to do some fundraisers for some nonprofits, and he's like, "Man, I will send you guys calls." And so we had him on. As like, "Man, I wanna, I'm gonna buy some calls from yeah, him." So, yeah. but uh, I need, I haven't had uh, hands-on time with a professional. I've been watching videos and getting like tips here and there, right. and I've been pra- It's a different technique to blow a crank call, and I've been practicing that. You, but I need, I need like a pro ear and someone there. It's
0: pretty long call, about yeah. seven eight inches. Would you say?
3: Uh, my yeah, mine's about about a little bit shorter. Yeah.
0: So, the the Pacific and the DRC one, they're a little longer, and they they're adjustable. The DRC one, I'm not sure if the Pacific call one is, but the DRC one is adjustable. Uh, You can you can make it longer and shorter, and it you know gives a different tone, like an older bird or a more juvenile bird. Um, But the biggest thing with those crane calls is number one. You got to, instead of rolling, like, the tip of your tongue, like you're trying to roll an R, you know, you want to yep. roll the middle of your tongue. Like, at the back. It, mm. It's it's different. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's it, not something you would even think about, right, of yeah. the time. And then, um, also, you're going to want to find, like, your back pressure. You need to find where your hands sit that makes that that airflow come out where it has the right tone on it. Mm. And also, what's uh, what will help you is if you look into that call every time, have that tone board or where the reeds laying on it, l- like level with the bottom jaw, like with your malware where it's like laying the reeds laying flat, looking at you, like level okay, with I gotcha. Yeah. You don't want to blow it upside down. See, or and on these the are side. like little tips and stuff, like you know, it's the insider info. Yeah, yeah. Right? that's just what's going to give you a more consistent, better tone.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll work on it next time we we connect. We'll. We'll, wor- we'll work call, on it. Put yeah. mine in the truck. Yeah. Heck yeah. I'm going to start blowing a goose call out here. People are going to yeah. be like, what? What is going on? Yeah. <laughs> and and I haven't blown price? on any other calls. <laughs> I haven't blown on any other calls. Like, I'm just trying to, like, learn that call and just, like, right. focus my time on that. Because my buddies are, you know, they've blown a lot of duck calls and never really hunted geese before. Well, we need we
1: need a, a crane call.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I want to be the cr- I want to be the group crane exactly. caller. Yeah. <laughs> Watch
0: out guys. I got this. <laughs> he said, "You see a crane, let me." Know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> let me know. Uh, that's good. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, cool guys anything else? Like, man, it sounds like you guys got a good operation going. I want to come and fish with you all. <laughs> like- and then I want to go hunt with you. Yeah. And
0: Lubbock boys, let's uh <laughs> Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, Red Raiders, let's No doubt. Well, one thing I can definitely say uh, especially with me and Charlie, but uh, with foul Plains, uh as well, you, you come out with us. We're we're gonna have a good time. Yeah. You're gonna enjoy yourself. You're you're gonna appreciate the experience. No matter what uh, what happens with the hunting or the fishing, That's right. You're you're gonna enjoy your experience with us. Yeah, I either was, way,
2: you know when we when we first started this, I was like, hey, you know, I, I know you haven't done as many guides with like paid trips that I have. He'd taken out more friends than I'd known probably, you know, in years. So it's like, <laughs> I know you haven't done with paid stuff as much. So let me give you some advice. Like this is not a trip out to go fishing. It's a trip to hang out with us. The fish is a bonus Yeah. because then the way that every client looks at it is like, man, this guy was so cool. And so, you know, I didn't even have to do that. I watched him on one trip and was like, Mm, I don't need to do anything. No, yeah, he's got He's. Been, they already want to hang out with him. Like I think they booked a trip like the next week that afternoon. <laughs> yeah. So like yeah. Yep. This dude knows what he's doing. It's That's, gonna be yeah, good.
0: It's, it's funny though. I've had people like once they figure out that I you know do the bird hunting in the fall in the winter, they're like, huh? So. You just go kill a bunch of birds, and, and then you come do catch and release on trout all year? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, wait, what? that's doesn't really make any sense. like, yeah, no, like, put these back. I don't need these fish. But there's tons of birds. That's fine. We're not even making <laughs> right. We got
2: We got to help out the tundra.
0: That's why yeah. we got to yeah. get rid of the geese. Yeah. Yeah. How else are you going to look at the
2: birds unless you, ca-
0: you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, right. Right?
2: yeah, there's no such thing as catch and release bird hunting yet. You yeah. guys yeah. shoot them with nets. Hey, you
0: know? uh, <laughs> that's how they're banding Start the them. net <laughs> hunting. Well, ways. you see, that? that's what I'm working on currently is uh, the bird lasso. <laughs> so. <laughs> we will we'll work them in real close, and then I call the shot. But it's really the throw, and everybody throws their lassos out, and tries to get a crane or a goose by the neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's still in the prototype. But have uh, you got any
3: banded birds?
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, cranes uh, or geese. I have not shot a banded crane. Uh, I shot a banded lesser goose on my birthday this year. Nice, oh, that's a great Heck birthday. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. You shot it? Yeah, it was yeah. your bird on
3: your birthday. Yep
0: came from uh, Cambridge Bay, none of it. It's 2,500 miles from uh, where I shot it. and uh, it was, When was it? What year was it banded? It was banded 2015. Okay. All right. That is awesome. Yeah. It was way cool. And a uh, buddy of mine actually shot one uh, last week in the season this year. His first, first lesser band he'd ever shot, and he's shot every bit as, if not more geese than I have. Been doing this a long time. Mm. Uh, that was my first lesser band uh, on my birthday this year. But anyways, his uh, came from the same place and was banded in 2005. Mm. Yeah, it was 10 years old, or maybe 2003. It was like, it was dang near a 20-year-old bird. Yeah, because I think, oh, what, cranes have like a 30-year uh, lifespan? Yeah, yeah, lifespan. Like, like, if they're, you know, not hunted or, or, you know, don't have, you know, something happen to them, they can live to be 40. That's like crazy. Uh, 35, yeah. 40. That's crazy. And then what about geese? Uh, Yeah, I think geese are more like around the 30-year age. Okay. I know I know mallards, Uh, like, uh, like, Without having anything happen to him, Mallard can live to be like twenty, twenty-five. Okay, so yeah, it kind of makes sense the size of the bird. Oh wow, There's a, yeah.
2: he's got a be like, on the microphone. I'm mic. trying not to piss him off. Buzz,
3: trying to buzz. tell us something. Yeah, <laughs> he's got worry He's got something to say about <laughs> what we're talking about. Say. Yeah. Oh, I remember what I was gonna ask you. There's one other question. Are there any like conservation issues that are popping up in uh, like your rivers that you guys are fishing in Colorado? The, the Not only, as much.
0: The only thing that is ever <laughs> <on your> <laughs> has been an issue is the hot weather and low water. Yeah, Here's yeah. where We don't have 100% snowpack, and then it's a really hot summer. You know, we've had implemented cutoffs at two o'clock, doing hoot owl, just basically carrying a thermometer. If it gets to 65, And just cut cutting off, it off it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. We're, we'll, <laughs> excuse me there. The bee got on my lip.
2: We're a little, <laughs> we're very specific about the weather and, and very, very, particular about the um the water temperature you know it kind of like some guides will go right to the edge of like sixty nine like, yeah 70, like right yeah. on the edge and i I kind of tend to err on the you know the side of caution like around sixty five I'm telling guys
0: like yo y'all get ready la- last yeah. couple casts like, <laughs> And that game board will actually like
1: uh, will find you right for. for I think
0: it's got to be over sixty eight. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, but like right around something. at sixty five,
1: middle of the day, you're like it's it's got it, it's climbing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: We yes. need to get yeah. off the river. It's time to get
0: stress and fish out. You know, yeah. there's the
2: reality of it is is you can't get rid of your, all of your business partners in the river. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if everybody's yeah. taking fish home. That's the next one less fish somebody else is going to catch, Yeah. and it's also one less fish that's going to you know repopulate, and recreate more fish well, in the area. The, way,
0: the worst part of it is in that that hot weather, those issues with the little fish can recover all right, but the big fish yeah. don't. It like, takes they, them too long. Well, people don't let them recover. You know, they fight them for a long time, and, and then, then like they unhook goes. them, and yeah, and just put them back in the river, right, yeah. right in the in the flow, and, and those fish can't recover, and like. I, I remember on years when it was bad, I, I'd be walking through the river and just be like, oh, there's a 20-inch trout, belly it's up, dead caught bird. in the rocks yep. right there. Yep. Just somebody wasn't doing it right. Mm. So, yeah, it it hurts a little bit, but I, I, the the community around the Eagle and the Roaring Fork and, like, the awareness is good. It's pretty high. Or at yeah. least it's grown to a point where, like, and pe- people don't let support. you do that without saying something. Yeah. You know, yeah. which yeah. kind of – I. It's, it's not really thing. being an asshole at that point. You're yeah. just you're trying to save the fish, like trying yeah. to make sure. I mean there's
2: there's also a correct way to go about doing that, which I think is kind of a big problem with fly fishing in general, is that you know, how many times have all of us gotten yelled at by an old old man while fly fishing? Probably, you know, a dozen between the four of us <laughs> or more. Yeah. You know? It just depends on where it's you're fishing. Fishing. more about property.
3: I've been yelled at about, yeah, about property rights, rights. Like,
2: but, but that's not the reality. Like, that's not how you have that conversation. Yeah. Like if somebody comes yeah. up to you and says like, listen, man, we don't fish at this time because you're going to hurt the fish and you're going to kill the fish. And if they they say like, well, I don't care. I just want to keep them. It's like, well, but you're ruining it for everyone else. Right. And so, you know, there, there's a right way and a wrong way to have that conversation. And right. I just, if I could say anything to the younger generation, I hope that they say it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that there's a, this sport's not going anywhere, but, you know, there's a there's a difference between the felt hats and the flat brim hats, <laughs> and we're still doing the same damn thing. Right. Why yeah. can't we just get Well, along? there
3: is a right way and a wrong way to have the conversation. We, uh, it's seen on social media, like some Facebook oh, groups, I mean, yeah. it's seen yeah. it on all the time, just the way that people react to some things. That, there's, there's There's a good <laughs> opportunity for a teachable moment, mm-hmm. but not to, like, piss someone off. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think there's a good way to handle that and make it teachable and provide the resources and. Right. Yeah.
0: And you also have people who just live for their opportunity to just blow up over something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 A lot of that people that looking for an excuse to get pissed off. Yeah. 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 you yeah. 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 Yep. Can't, can't help those people. Just got to get, just got to go fishing. fishing more. Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 Fishing more. Fishing. Right. Get, out more.
1: Let's get so on the
3: water. Where can we find you guys at?
0: Uh, online blackdogriverguides.com. dot okay. uh, Same thing with FalplanesOutfitters dot Okay, uh, both you guys are on names. social. Yep, uh, yep. Black
2: yep. At Black Dog River Guides, and then I'm at the Fly Fishing Teacher. Nice. I like it. Uh, we are. That uh, seems like a missed opportunity for you, Zach. Yeah, well, he already had it now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Stole it. Hey, you, could,
0: you could always be the fly fishing teacher's buddy. i <laughs> will <laughs> 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 just
3: keep adding to it. <laughs> Buddy's friend's cousin. <laughs> <fly>. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Yeah, that'd be good. The
3: Fly Fishing Teacher's Buddy's co-host yeah. on a podcast. Hey, that's yeah, in the there, yeah, there There you, there go. you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. keep piggybacking yeah. on that. Yeah. And
2: then yeah. Connor is at DuckDuckGrooms. <laughs> that is awesome name, Yeah, too. that's honestly the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I've had that since I was, like, since I, that was my, like, first Instagram name when I made it, like, my sophomore year of high school. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. or junior year of high school. Yeah, I I, I don't know. It, it. I picked a good one. It stuck pretty good. My uh, my niece even calls me Duck Duck now. So duck, it's duck. uh, it, it stuck pretty good. That's great.
3: <laughs> yeah. Awesome guys. Well, thank y'all for coming on. Thanks man. Yeah, we wish we us. hope you guys have a great season.
0: Yeah. And come if fish we, with us. We ever we come up, will. we'll come yeah.
3: fish and. Uh, you know, we kinda we told you about our crane situation, but I think uh in in the future we will definitely be Absolutely, hunting man. together.
0: Yeah, yeah. Y'all need to come check out the, the new lodge. It's gonna yeah. be, it's, oh, gonna yeah. be, yeah. be awesome. it's gonna be Is special. That'd be awesome. Is that gonna be ready this year? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're uh I, I don't know when this will air, but you know, we're breaking ground on it the uh, first week second week of February and uh we'll We'll have the building up, you know, by the middle of March, and then we're just finishing the inside. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's awesome. awesome. It, it'll be ready by August for, by, for, yeah, for by, by season. By the season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we do early teal as well. So. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, man. Y'all come check it out. Yeah. For well, sure. Well, thank, yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. It a good time.
2: Bye!